0: What's up, guys? Austin here with Block Bytes. Just a quick reminder this isn't tax advice. It's not love advice. It's not financial advice. I can hardly manage my own money. I sure as hell don't want to manage yours. So, nothing about this should be considered actual professional advice. But we're going to be talking about one of the best networks in crypto, and that's Polygon. So, stay tuned. You're going to love it. <laughs> What's happening, ladies and gentlemen? My name Austin with BlockBites, and welcome to Quick Flip Polygon, the show where we break down all the news from around the Polygon ecosystem. With me, as always, my wonderful co-host, Mister Crypto Clay. Clay, what's happening, buddy?
1: Not much, brother. Not much. Just uh, you know, Christmas week here, gearing up for uh, the holidays. I don't, I don't know if you have any travel plans, but. I'm headed to Utah, which should be a good time. Ooh, no travel plans. We are we're making cookies though tomorrow. This is that's like my big
0: highlight of the week is I'm going to eat cookies. Which is fine. That's a big, you know, it's a big highlight around here. I have a lot I have like, a lot of kids. <laughs> we like doing that with, shit
1: with icing and all all the fun stuff or what's the deal? Yeah, you know, we don't we don't
0: we don't cut you know, them out so. of a log here, man. We'll pull out the mixer <laughs> and we're going to knead it and 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 we got the little cookie cutters and everything, man. It's going to be going to be freaking awesome. But Yeah. So happy holidays to everyone that's watching. Uh, and we've got a lot of big news this week for Polygon. I mean, no surprise, pretty much every week we've got some pretty smashing news, but, but since we're getting towards the end of the year, uh, I think we should start this one off on kind of, uh, I guess you'd call it a recognition that's happened for all of the work that Polygon has done over 2022. So, uh, Decrypt actually named, uh, Polygon their project of the year. For 2022, and what they did is they they cited major brands like Starbucks, Reddit, Instagram were the ones that helped make them their pick for 2022. And there's some interesting uh, statistics on here that I think we have, if I'm not mistaken. Is that right, Clay?
1: We do, we do. I mean, I think you know we can we can rattle them off in a second, but you know I I think it's uh, it's probably inarguably well deserved uh, to name Polygon, you know the. the the project of the year with all that they've achieved uh, in a really, really horrific market. Uh, And probably the worst market we've seen, I mean, since I've been in crypto, I I think that this has been worse than the 2018, 2019 bear market, in my opinion, because of the large scale um, kind of mainstream adoption bad news that's happened across the board. But with that said, there has been a a lot to celebrate at Polygon, whether it's, you know, you, you mentioned Starbucks and Reddit, and they've really, they've created a blueprint for, Business development for for you know for blockchain companies, uh, and they've executed it in a way that, regardless of the market circumstances, they've still been successful, and and the the fruits of this labor is going to be seen in 2023 and in 2024 and all the way down the road because you know stuff like this is is making Polygon a household name, uh, and it's you know so it's definitely inarguable recognition. I think it's exceptionally well deserved. Um, you know it, like in terms of the other competitors out there, nobody else is doing what they're doing. I don't know how you feel about that, but I don't think that, you know, like execute, you know, on this show all the time, we talk about, we talk about DeFi. I mean, that really is, you know, the majority point of this show, but they execute on DeFi, they execute on, you know, ZK EVM testnet successfully launched with a multitude of big projects, Uniswap, QDAO, Quickswap. I mean, there's just so much stuff that they are um, executing at a high level simultaneously. It's super impressive. Yeah, I, I have to agree with you there. And I think you know if we
0: look back, let's say we kick back to you know 2019, right? And you go, okay, mm-hmm. in the last in the last three years, look at how much has happened, and it, it's a lot. And I think if we flash forward three years, we're going to be looking at today, going, wow, it was it was such a youngling at that point. You know, even right. though these are these are massive uh, partnerships that are happening, I think where it's going a few years from now, or let's you know let's say whenever, you know, hand to God, uh, the next bull run actually happens. Uh, you know, I think, I think big things are going to happen around the Polygon ecosystem especially. And there's a couple of interesting stats uh, that, you know, that were posted, I think by Polygon Daily, uh, in the 2022 rewind that they did. So there's 778,000 smart contracts were deployed, uh, which is, what's that, 2,000 a day, roughly. Uh, 234,000 contract creators, 200 million total unique addresses, which I think they just surpassed 960 million transactions processed now 61,000 tons of carbon eliminated. I'm not really sure (laughs) how they came to that conclusion. Um, and, but I mean, that, those are, those numbers speak for themselves, man.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, uh, I, I believe that the 61,000 tons of carbon eliminated comes from, from the, uh, Klima Dow, you know, where you can take, uh. Carbon credits and put them on chain and actually certify and retire them in a way that you know removes them from this sort of like very opaque carbon credit ecosystem that has generally existed uh, in the world thus far. Where there's actually a much better way to do things with carbon credits, like put them on chain, where it's actually trackable, transfer uh, or verifiable, transparent, et cetera. So I think that's probably where that comes from. Um, but you know, that's you know that that's my that's my hypothesis there, and I think it would make sense. when you talk about carbon credits i feel like i'm talking to klaus schwab
0: man i feel like (laughs) like you're a plant for the the world economic forum on our show
1: i mean you know but with that said being a plant for for the world economic forum is not my (laughs) not my objective but uh you know, it is a big deal, though. Like, you know, look at all look at all the sort of the you know, the pushback that that proof of uh, proof of work networks get about being environmentally friendly. When you're both a, a proof of stake network and you have a you know a carbon credit sort of uh, protocol on your on your blockchain, mm-hmm. I think it bodes well for the story itself, right? Which is, and if you think about business development with with the big guys, with the Instagrams, with the Reddits, with the Starbucks, if you think things like you know impacts of the environment don't come into play then you're crazy
0: they do. Um, i, I yeah. think
1: that stuff absolutely comes into play so you know so some really really eye opening stats and, and we talked last week you know just about sort of the momentum that's starting to be seen you know in and again in this really terrible market but you know transactions per week on nfts were like 3 or 4x what they were in previous weeks and we're going to talk about a pretty pretty interesting and funny nft project that launched on polygon soon um, but like that's you know that's a big stat you know passing, Binance Smart Chain in daily transactions uh, per day another massive win in on the Polygon side, and and again I you know we referenced last week and I don't know if we showed the chart or not but the buyers per day for return buyers did a 3x so folks that know about Polygon are you know arguably tripling down uh, on. You know what they hold on Polygon itself, so I think that you know the, the stats speak for themselves. The performance speaks for themsel- itself. Um, and you know, and Polygon now has the number three according to uh, um, was it CoinDesk awards that that gave it out. But the number I three it was. most yeah uh, most influential person in crypto in Ryan Wyatt at Polygon Studios. So just so much to point to in terms of successes. And I agree with you, right? Like from 2019 to to now, we look back and. And all the things that seemed like big wins are kind of like they've either materialized or gotten bigger. And I think that we're going to see a very similar trajectory here. So I have an interesting question for you, just cause you,
0: you kind of came from the advertising corporate world, which I didn't, you know, and I'm thinking, okay, you've got major brands like Starbucks, Reddit, Instagram, mm-hmm. and obviously they care about, can you execute on what we want to do? But I think more so they care about, is this going to blow back on us from a reputational brand standpoint, right? Like how far do they have to crawl into Polygon and put the rubber stamp on to be able to approve these sorts of, of partnerships? When you were mentioning the environmental
1: thing, that's what it got me thinking about. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, I've not been a part of a single, you know, kind of partnership pitch on, on the Polygon studio side. So I certainly can't speak as an expert from what they do. But I envision that it is a lot of decks, it is a lot of meetings, and it is with a lot of constituents because you have to get sign off from from sort of every facet of these large organizations. And, you know, I I came from Nickelodeon, like Kids Advertising, Yahoo, Comcast, all these huge, huge places. And there are a lot of people that have to sign off on a partnership, you know, of this scale, particularly in a sector that, you know, to your point, could be potentially You know, troublesome or problematic for the brand if it gets some type of blowback. So yeah, you know, I'm sure that they've you know really touted the the, but it's also it's also like, you know, in these big partnerships, it's kind of like a snowball effect, right? You land a couple really big ones, and people feel like you know we need to get on this you know we need to get on this train, we need to like ride this momentum with other folks, you know, a bit of FOMO I suppose, Um, and I think that you know coming from YouTube Studios a lot of those existing and pre-existing relationships were probably in place and so you know very well deserved on the polygon side to win project of the year and and I think that it, I'm just super excited to see the next 2 years because you know my biggest thing when they landed a lot of these partnerships was great you know it makes a lot of noise it's a really splashy sort of you know public announcement but does it actually become anything and the answer is they've all become something they're mm-hmm. either all already launched or now you go to like the Instagram app and see polygons, you know, powered by Polygon in the actual experience itself. Um, so it's going to be really, really cool to see where this heads over the next three years, or two, you know, two to three years, and also to see the the DeFi ecosystem kind of blossom and bloom as a result of this really, really big momentum that we've seen Polygon pick up. When when we had Keila on from Cheatow, he talked about one of the things that he was most interested in seeing was how do these really big partnerships kind of materialize, or 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 either have like a spillover effect into the DeFi ecosystem of Polygon. And I think that'll be something to watch, right? You've got all these new users coming on that came in for different reasons, but as decentralized finance, you know, kind of reaches, you know, hopefully critical mass, that's what we're all here to achieve. um, You know, what does that mean for DeFi? And so I think that there'll be really, really interesting things over the next, you know, 2023, 2024, as these things start to sort of, you know, these worlds start to blend and meld uh, and look more sort of homogeneous across, an NFT experience to a DeFi experience. So that's just my personal perspective and things I'll be watching. Homogeneous is the word. Is that the is word? It. Is that how you say it? All right. I think cool. so. I love it. <laughs> Man, big words.
0: Big words. All right, let's keep this going here. So an interesting new development uh from over at the QuickSwap decks. Wow, that was like a weird way of saying it. But D- uh Dap Factory recently partnered up with QuickSwap to launch the first of its kind build your own farm. Feature And I actually want to kick over to my screen real quick and show you guys how this works. And this isn't something like your, your everyday, you know, DeFi user is going to use, but having a permissionless uh, UI that allows people to automatically create farms and seed them with their own token has a billion different use cases. And so I just want to show you this real quick, um, real simple. You select the tokens that you want to do. So let's say you want to do a, an AG Euro. And I don't know, true USD, right? And of course, unless you are a protocol, you wouldn't want to be doing something like this. But let's go down to here it is TUSD. Uh, that doesn't contain any valid pair. So it's got to be a valid pair that's already on QuickSwap. But you'll go in and you'll put whatever token you want to issue as uh, the reward, uh, the amount that you'll be issuing and you go ahead and approve it, and it'll create the farm on your behalf. Now, it costs $50, that's just to prevent spam, according to what they're saying on here, but farming as a service is a really, really cool, uh, I, I guess you would call it, I don't know, a new option around DeFi, right? It's been done a couple of times in the past, don't get me wrong, but for, you know, everybody needs liquidity for their token. Hands down, bottom line, everyone needs liquidity, right? And so you have a few options for liquidity. You can uh, launch your own farm, but then you have to do it in partnership with a DEX. Sometimes you'll have to do a UI. Sometimes you'll have to get approval uh, from a DEX to launch. You can bribe on you know, other decentralized exchanges like the new Satin Exchange that's gonna be launching soon or, or solidly on others. And then uh, you've got something like this, which is a decentralized UI and allows you to permissionlessly
1: create your own farm. Have you seen this before, Clay? I have. and And honestly, like this is such an important you know thing to enable for the partners of QuickSwap because you know, we've seen a lot of iterations of of the you know, major dexes over the last twelve months, effectively, like twelve to fifteen months. And previously, you had to go submit a governance proposal. And that governance proposal had to be passed, and then you know, then there was actually you know BD work amongst the decks and the partner they were looking to onboard to bring them in. I mean, effectively, what I'm describing is a bunch of cogs in the wheel that massively slow things down and make your projects launch you know slower, or getting liquidity for your token takes a lot longer. So this sort of you know UI enhancement is a is, it's a huge step in the right direction uh, for both the partner and for QuickSwap. Um, you know, permissionless, no code, uh, goes straight to the QuickSwap UI, and there's minimal fees. So really, it should. I mean, really, everybody sort of benefits from something like this. You know, I think the other the other piece of this is you know, if I think back like six months. You know when the bull market was still, it was still kind of there, uh, but a lot of dexes were, were were talking about AV2 of themselves, and, and and effectively what you know one of the components of that was multi-token rewards within mm-hmm. one farm itself, right? And so this now enables other projects to come in seamlessly set up, uh, you know, a rewarder contract effectively um, to incentivize liquidity on their token. Uh, without having to do a bunch of legwork, you know, along the way, and so it should help in in that capacity as well. And if you're a quick holder, this is something that you really want. And here's why: every farm that you know previously launched for X date, I mean, they, like Quickswap supports, uh, you know, dual incentive contracts already. But this means that you know they don't have to use Quick every single time they want to incentivize a farm, which means that the token gets diluted less and less and less because they can go to partners and say, Great, sure, launch your farm. That sounds awesome. But also, you can use your token to incentivize it, and we don't have to. And to mm-hmm. me, that that is probably one of the biggest features here is that QuickSwap can can you know slow the dilution of tokens uh, emissions through rewards. And to me, that's huge.
0: And as DeFi grows, no, no, I completely agree. As DeFi grows, as some of these you know OG DEXs uh, become more seasoned, let's say and around longer, right? We know that emissions are going to tail off. Like that's how it goes because when they start emissions are very high as trading volume is low, the assumption gets made that later on they can have lower emissions when the trading volume is higher. That is just the assumption. It's not always the case, but getting creative in these different ways to incentivize liquidity provision is extremely important. And oh, by the way, this isn't really something you're going to see Uniswap V three doing right now you might right. see it through third parties like revert that will incentivize farms and they're going to have their own type of ui but that's not coming directly from, from uniswap labs that's coming from you know a third party this is coming directly from quickswap and and you know as much as we love uni quickswap is a native polygon dex right and native right. dex has always kind of warmed the cockles of my heart can I say cockles <laughs> on this show? <laughs> I just I did. Why not? Yeah. But we're not cutting that part out. Anyhow, so, uh, you know, supporting native DEXs are, are awesome. And with their, with their move over to uh, concentrated liquidity recently with their V3, I mean, they're, they're extremely competitive in every single way. They've got yep. their gaming hub. Now they've got, you know, the, the permissionless UI to be able to launch your own farms. I like what these guys are doing.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, if you look at, like, everyone should have an investment thesis and then a a, a reevaluation of that thesis as time goes on. Uh, and that's, you know, any, any diligent investor would do that. And and, and when we're in crypto, and we're in a bear market, you need to be looking at, does this project have the runway to survive? Are they innovating and actually continually innovating even through a bad market? Uh, and how, you know, and how engaged is the team with, with the community and all those sort of things, right? And so I think when we look at QuickSwap, you know they rolled out the Uniswap V3 farms, uh, you know, in partnership, and and that has been very successful. They continue to roll out new features and functionality, even in a down market. Um, I like what they do. I think that they're, you know, they're a team that uh, that gets it, and they're really, you know, they're here to stay. And so for me, it's just like it's one of those things that like make sure that they are doing the things that they need to do to survive in this bad time, so they can thrive in the good times. Um, and this is just another innovation that I think uh, you know helps put them ahead. When the market gets better. Indeed. Indeed.
0: Speaking of the market, you know, I remember all sorts of crazy top signals, you know, like Elon going on SNL, TikTok just blowing up with, you know, (laughs) doge to the moon. And now I'm, I'm on the hunt for bottom signals. And unfortunately this next one, I got to tell you, it really kind of qualifies as a top signal in my mind. Uh, but, but. The good news is they launched on Polygon. So recently Donald Trump, and if you don't laugh at this, I don't know, you might be dead inside, right? So it was trending on Twitter. Trump has a huge announcement tomorrow, right? Is it going to be the presidential bid? Is it going to be who he's choosing as his running mate? Nope. It was an NFT collection, and it was an NFT collection that launched on Polygon but it set the market absolutely on fire man so it it uh features 45,000 tokens right in the style of of baseball cards and c- can we just look at some of these yeah uh, so clay uh, you got your screen pulled up there
1: clay yeah yeah i'm sure i mean i'm sure there's no correlation there to being uh you know number president number 45 with the 45,000 tokens but yeah i mean dude just just the website by itself is so utterly ridiculous that i, I like i i like i <laughs> I love it and I hate it like it's so it's it's like it's such a Trump thing to do uh, whether you love or hate the guy like it's just it's so absurd like just the front like this front image uh, I, like, I don't even know what to say it's so like it's it's absurd well man. you know really I mean so as far as it goes
0: look uh, again love him or hate him you know this is kind of the brand you've come to expect right over time yeah. And uh, he doesn't do things in small ways. And I want to, I don't know if we could kick over to my screen real quick, Emmett, but I want to show you guys what this has actually done over on OpenSea. uh And it is no freaking joke. So they have had 7,100. So let's assume ETH is at a thousand bucks. It's not, but let's assume it is. So over $7 million in total volume in just a few days. Uh, there's 15,000 owners. 45,000 of these cards and, and you can look at them. I mean, they're, if you get bored, just go check them out. I mean, they're, they're pretty cool. I, I suppose. But, but, so there was a little bit of drama, uh, surrounding the Trump drop there had to be there was right. And, yeah. and so some of the drama is of the 45,000 only 44,000 were, were minted publicly and a thousand were minted to, uh, what I believe is the multi-sig that owns the mentor and so according to a couple of Twitter threads and again I have not gone in and verified this but uh some of the most rare nfts went to this you know the pre minter essentially and uh there were some other things where some of the images still showed the the Shutterstock logo on the background I mean all sorts of funny shit.
1: there's yeah there's there's literally watermarks on some of them with the shutterstock logo like like as if they just needed more images and were just straight pulling them off the internet uh straight away but yeah the second nft minted was a rare one of one and again i haven't done you know proper sleuthing and due diligence on this but apparently uh donald trump's admin wallet minted the first thousand nfts in batches of 10. and so i mean assuming this is his wallet then what i see here is in fact true uh but but the, the the second Rarest one of the entire batch was was a one of one, uh, which I think was the one that also gave you a chance to um, meet with him in like some type of virtual Zoom. Like one of the promises of these things was that you had the opportunity to be to meet with you know ex President Trump in a Zoom or something where you know when he's at Mar-a-Lago. Um, so apparently the second most popular or rare NFT in this collection was minted to to the multi sig wallet. So. You know, there wouldn't it wouldn't be a good Trump event without some type of like potential, you know, a little bit of like, you know, scamminess potentially and, and, and some uh, some, you know, some real like headlines and, and just, you know, it's just the way it goes.
0: There's some spinoffs, too. There's the Donald Trump Yacht Club now. And I, if I recall correctly, I think, yeah, Biden, digital trading cards. So, you know, people are going to well, do what they're going to do. Here, anyway, here we go. But here's the point of all of this. You know, we're, we're having a good time with this. But the point of all of this is that on the day that this happened, uh, I don't remember if it was Justin or who it was, but we were chatting with somebody and they went, wait a sec, they launched it on Polygon? Like, yeah. it wasn't even known to the Polygon guys that they launched this shit on Polygon. It was just because Polygon is a household name, that's where it went. Right. And so I speculate, I make up that as a result of all of these huge partnerships, this was the name that was put in front of them.
1: Yeah. I mean, I I will say that from what I saw, the the floor price of the collection actually doubled. So I think the I think the mint value was ninety-nine bucks, uh, and that the floors was after last time I looked was point one nine ETH or about two hundred and thirty dollars. so more than doubled. I mean, dude, people, you know, people that, that, that love Donald Trump are are pretty obsessive, I think, with with kind of you know 45 so you know so i'm not surprised to see this thing got minted out uh, really really quickly but yeah i mean i'm not an nft flipper but apparently if you were then then you could have made some cash in this thing you know um, all right so this next topic i am
0: especially excited about and it again it has to do with nfts but it has to do with a really really special set of nfts that we happen to know these guys so uh hall of goats launched recently and they are, uh, they're, they're a name, image, and likeness, essentially a name, image, and likeness company that's partially owned by Matt Leinart. Uh, Reggie Bush, I believe, is one of the owners. And if you, you know college yeah. football, you'll know these names. And so they Clay, break this down for me. Like, what is this exactly?
1: Yeah, so I got to spend a good amount of time with these guys. So Greg Carlson is is the founder and CEO, and, and he's an ex-USC, so uh, Southern California, you know, if, if you know, College football at all than University of Southern California, pretty pretty massive, uh, you know, tradition and history in college sports. Uh, Matt Leiner and and, I, and a couple others, yeah, were the founders of this thing. But you know, so NIL is a new opportunity for student athletes to to, to really make money off of their name, image, and likeness, which is what NIL stands for. Um, and so you know, these guys got together and said, you know, there's a really cool opportunity here to meld GameFi with. Uh, with with NFTs and Web three, and so it's you know it's what you might imagine, right? So you can you can basically mint uh, players within the game, so these digital avatars uh, of players themselves in the game, and then use those players in the actual game itself once the game is launched. Um, and so you know, so they're really kind of taking the best of you know, all worlds in terms of traditional game fight, it's going to be a mobile gaming experience. I would kind of liken it to like NFL Blitz. Like, I don't know if anybody, mm-hmm. you know, if you played NFL Blitz back in the day, but, you know, it, it's kind of like, it, it's not like Madden where you got to sit down and know 15 different buttons to make something happen. Like it's fun, it's interactive, it's, and it's, it's more intuitive for the everyday user. Uh, but you're able to actually mint these player, uh, player avatars, bring them in game, and then level them up, right? So the more that you play, the more that you get sort of, you know, uh, experience or XP to buy speed, agility, throwing power, you know, whatever it may be. Um, and so, yeah, so they're, they're rolling out a game. Um, and it's It's so 2023 it's in development, but they've chosen polygon as the actual chain to mint these NFTs on or these digital avatars on, um, because of, you know, all of the, I mean, they looked at the, the landscape and the ecosystem and saw the success that a lot of these companies have had. Uh, with digital avatars on Polygon and what a great place to launch and so you know super super cool team and and a really really good idea um and it's just it's sort of the first meld that we've seen of like college football nil meets blockchain you know kind of deployment and so you know some some really cool stuff there so i don't know if you did you have a chance to see any of the stuff we put out with them austin
0: yeah yeah so i i checked it out and one thing that stood out to me now correct me if i'm wrong but up until very very recently i mean ncaa rules prevented college football players from monetizing their name image and likeness, right? So this is a a pretty new development and it kind of comes right on the heels of the NFT boom of the gaming boom. And so these guys are extremely well connected around the college football world and you've got a host. And when I say a host thousands more than likely of college football players who would like to monetize if they can, while they're having their college career. Right. And this is, you know, so if you're recruited out of high school, this is a non-issue. But if you choose to go to college, like there are rules you've got to abide by. And, uh, so the, the potential for what could be launched is huge, right? So the very first drop that they already did just now was with Caleb Williams. Dude just won the Heisman like a week ago, two weeks ago. Right. I mean, that's a, that's a big deal. Right. And so what's going to happen is I think they're selling how many of these 15,000 of them Am I correct? Yeah,
1: I think that's right. I, and if you want to so.
0: have him on your team, you've got to own one of these NFTs, right? So yep. essentially what you're doing is as these NFT drops start to happen, you're kind of building your fantasy team in anticipation yep. of the game launching later. And the the aftermarket potential of this, if the game takes off is massive because you can see the mint price. Uh, I don't know if you can kick over to my screen here, Emmett, but the mint price is $30, right? On Which is, it's payable in USDC. You connect with your uh, MetaMask and boom, you get it, right? So that that gives you the ability to use them in your game. But I mean, if, if, if trading can happen within fantasy football leagues, how much more could it happen in something like this, right? And so yeah. leagues could spring up a huge secondary market could come about. And especially if you have like, if you people know Matt Liner, right? He was a former Heisman trophy winner. Uh, Caleb Williams is going to be a household name, right? These are, these are big, big names. And these are people that are backing this game, right? So they chose to launch on polygon. And when other people say, Hey, Oh shit, you were just able to monetize as a, a college football player. Like I went in on that. Why wouldn't you want in on that?
1: Totally. I mean, I think it even goes a step further. Like the, I think the point of the game is that both, you know current and previous athletes are going to be a part of this so all of the greats that went through college football you know i'm i'm, I'm a big florida state guy you know they'll have work done they'll have Derek brooks all these guys that were like either you know went to the nfl and became mega stars or maybe they were just your favorite player in college they have the opportunity to also be in the game uh, and create a digital avatar so i think like people are like well maybe why are you talking about this because the game's not going to be released for a year well, it's like the, the opportunity of something like this is enormous and it's enormous for Polygon and for it to be minted on Polygons means that the secondary marketplace is also going to be on Polygon. Um, and if you think about, you know, there might be, you, know, you look at the Caleb Williams thing, you're like, well, there's 15,000 of them. Like that's too many. Like I, I like, I want, you know, I want an NFT man of 500 and you're not wrong, but if you're a game player and you actually get your Caleb Williams to be the best Caleb Williams of the 15,000, because you've you know you've actually played the game and it, like none of them are going to be the same cuz they're all going to like rank up in xp so every one of them will be different in different ways depending on how you build it and so you know my where I'm going with that is if there's a secondary marketplace and you've built sort of the it's like World of Warcraft right if you built mm-hmm. the best character in World of Warcraft that's a level 70 and it's got a paladin sword and and apparently can you know blow fire out of its ass I don't really know you could probably <laughs> go sell that thing for a lot of <laughs> money somewhere like That's that's the kind of thing that you have to think about this from the long-term perspective. The other thing I'll add here before we sort of wrap up is uh, their, their, their SVP of games, so their head of development for games is a guy named Brian Graham. Uh, and Brian Graham spent 11 years at Electronic Arts, so EA Sports, uh, building Madden and building all of these other things. So he was the director of product development uh, for software from 2008 to 2015. So if you're looking for a team that actually has sort of the clout. Uh, to pull off something like this, with the experience of knowing like what makes Madden successful, that guy's probably got it, man. And so it's you know so you, there's a lot to like about this, and I'll be excited to see you know if they get involved with with sort of the larger polygon eco- ecosystem and how. Um, there's a lot of stuff, and and the NIL stuff, it's just like we're at the, like tip of the iceberg because this stuff's so mm-hmm. new, it's gonna get right. bigger and bigger. And that's the thing, like
0: there there's so much potential for this. You've kind of got to be forward forward looking with a lot mm-hmm. of this stuff. I mean, it's, you know, I've shared it here in the past. I'm not a huge NFT guy. Like I don't buy NFTs for flipping. It's not really ever been a part of my DeFi repertoire. Let's say, you, you didn't However, Trumpy. I didn't get a Trumpy. I didn't get a no. Bideny. I didn't get a, a Stormy <laughs> Daniels, any of those. Yeah. But, uh, but these make sense to a guy like me, you know, having come from mm-hmm. this world where I know, you, you know, Trumpies are, are Super fans, college football people are super fans, right? They just yep. are. Uh, and there's a huge, huge following that comes along with this. And it's not like, you know, they started with the current Heisman trophy winner. That's, yep. that's their first drop that's going to trickle down into tons, dozens, maybe hundreds more NFT drops before the, the game gets launched. There's all sorts of things, uh, that could occur. And the people that intro- introduced us to them are no joke in the industry. I'm not gonna name drop them, but like they're people that we know. And when they say, hey, these guys are for real, like we yeah. take them at their word, you know? So yeah. Hall of Goats is gonna be
1: goaded. Speaking of Trumpies, like, I, I'm I'm in a different location because of the holidays and like trying to find the right place to shoot. It's not like Austin's amazing Blockbite setup that you see, like it's, you know, the lighting, like it was cloudy when I started, like I feel like half of my face is turning orange with the uh, with the, with the Trumpy, uh, you know, skin here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, doing, I'm, I'm like changing the exposure in real time, doing the best I can. So he's actually anyway. at at Mar a Lago shooting
0: shooting this <laughs> episode right now. It's uh, FBI is going to bust in any minute. That's, All right, next right. <laughs> next topic, man. And again, an testament to Polygon kind of being a household name. The Bermuda based Jewel Bank uh, recently announced that they're going to be issuing their fully backed stablecoin called JUSD or Jewel USD. Uh, on Polygon. And, and I did some digging. Now, this is really interesting, uh, this bank. So this is a, it's specifically a digital asset banking platform. They're based in Bermuda. I, I did I try to do some more digging on their licensing and things of that nature. Uh, so they're obviously, they have a, an IBAN and a SWIFT number. So they must be licensed in some way. Uh, but they offer, like, they're very, very crypto-specific, right? Business checking deposits, wires. They have stable coins. Uh, they have collateralized lending that they'll actually do as well as digital asset custody and so i'll tell you man again another attestment to you know the polygon team and the work that they've done uh but stable coins are going to kind of be the hot new topic if they're not already right the the mm-hmm. regulatory frontier is moving on stable coins there's especially with you know the yields that are happening on the 10 year and the two year right now like you know, these stablecoin issuers are straight
1: up printing cash right now. Yep. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It is, it is to me, both exciting and, and frightening. And we can probably get into both sides as to why. But so the exciting part, I guess, um, you know, so the bank says it's going to, like, well, Maybe not exciting, but here's here's where things need to head, and I think where things are going to head in the space, just generally speaking. So the bank said it's going to conduct regular audits of its stablecoin reserves, and will provide reports on a monthly and quarterly basis. I have a feeling that over the next six to twelve to eighteen months, like there's going to be regulation that comes down that says if you are a stablecoin issuer, uh, or if you're going to issue a stablecoin, you have to do things like that. And with mm-hmm. all the you know with with the Luna and UST kind of chaos and and just just i mean it's worse than chaos that we saw you know the collapse you really need things like this so like in that way i think it's a positive right there's there needs to be some type of regulation that's going to bring some stability into this industry um and and you know so i guess jusd from from jewel bank is is one of the stable coins that's going to fit that mold um you know so you know so i guess that's a, that's a good thing and and i think that you know i i'm not sure how even if regulation comes down i'm not sure how they're going to besides usdc and and the major players like how are they going to hold everybody accountable to that standard i don't really know um so i assume that this is going to become a more regular you know thing that we see as far as issuance from banks themselves you agree
0: well yeah i think i think us is definitely going to be the front runner and the thing that usdc did right i mean they got they got friendly with the politicians ahead of time they self audited ahead of time but one thing that they did which i think is fairly unique to them is they allowed retail to redeem one to one right that's not something you can do with tether you have to like send it to an exchange and switch it over to usdc mm-hmm. and then send it over to your coinbase account right and from from my reading for from jewel bank it sounds like this is going to be a retail facing uh, token that you can actually redeem for cash because they do have a settlement layer. So it sounds like they are, you know, like a settlement bank as well. And so if they do that, you know, I think, I guess, uh, that they might see some adoption. And I think it, when, when the regulation does like there already is regulation in place, but when like the, the real clear cut regulation comes down, my gut tells me anyone that doesn't fall in line is going to be squeezed pretty heavily. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, they may still exist. Uh, however, I, I think their existence may be, you know, kind of marred by difficulty. And I think USDC is in line to be really the front runner in all of that. Uh, and then, you know, who knows, maybe there's, there's room for, for other big boys like Paxos or, or some of the others.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's interesting because we hear all the time about, and this isn't about necessarily, you know, CBDCs or, or you know, this Jules, uh, JUSD specifically, but this quote to me was interesting because all the time we talk about partnerships on this show, we talk about it on our other shows, Polygon sort of kicks, you know, kicks ass in that arena. But it, you know the quote says our partnership with Polygon companies helps power a key part of our long-term stablecoin infrastructure, which brings bank-grade safety, speed, and security to stablecoins. That was Jewel Bank's founder and chairman. His name is Chance Barrett. Uh, said in a recent release. So I say all of that to say this: somebody on the DeFi side, somebody on the non you know Polygon Studio side, is my assumption. Went out and made this partnership possible we've also seen things like jp morgan which we talked about many many episodes ago so clearly there's something brewing that's not mm-hmm. just like you know uh, nft or metaverse or gaming in terms of partnerships like let's read between the lines here he wouldn't call it a partnership if it wasn't a partnership like this you know if the if the, if the founder and chairman of of jewel bank just decided himself polygons the place we're going to be go figure it out they probably would have done that. And so, mm-hmm. you know, to so me, this this says, like, this actually is a partnership, uh, and Polygon is out, you know, talking to financial institutions, which, you know, if we if you read that 27-page, the last financial mile playbook that they released, you would know that they're probably out, you know, pitching Polygon as a place for financial institutions to build and grow uh, on the network itself. So I just thought that was pretty interesting, and clearly, like, you know, that's something I would like to find out more about, like, who's on that side of the partnership team, because we mm. probably don't hear much about them.
0: True, true. And, you
1: you know, when it comes to something like
0: this, like, all right, so they're a bank, there's going to be regulations in place. Now what the regulations are in Bermuda, I have no idea, but, but Mm -hmm. this is a collateralized financial asset. This is not like, like nothing against NFT drops, but you know, this is not an NFT drop. This is more along the lines of, you know, JP Morgan settling uh, a Forex trade. On polygon like there are things that have to be in place for these to happen and so i would put this as a little bit of a higher echelon partnership uh even though this is my first interaction with jewel bank just assuming you know from what i know of banking uh that this is definitely going to be a little bit more rigorous of a process than it would be to drop some trumpies on us you know
1: right yep absolutely man uh so austin is this a cbdc is this a central bank digital currency? I think it's an important clarification to make here.
0: Right, so I mean, as far as I can tell, this isn't a CBDC. I mean, a, a CBDC by its very nature is issued by a central bank, right? So if the the Central Bank of Bermuda issued a CBDC, a digital coin to be used in place of cash locally in their country, I would consider that to be a CBDC. This is not, this is, a, it's a dollar backed stable coin. So it's not, it's, it's literally backed by a currency that's not even native to Bermuda, right? Even though I'm sure the right. dollar is used quite a bit. So yeah. I would liken this more to USDC or USDT. It's going to be another alternate uh, stable coin. And if it gains some form of adoption, like like I said earlier, that's, these guys are printing cash. Dude, I, yeah, you know? that's
1: a good thing. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, just, just having more uh, variety in stable coins that are actually uh, legitimate with adoption that can, that can be here for the long haul is, is a positive for everybody.
0: Well, and that's, you know, you've got, there's a lot of different types of stable coins. I mean, there are fractional reserve stable coins like Frax. You've got uh, over collateralized stable coins like My and Dai. You've got one-to-one backed like USDC, and we assume Tether. Um, and the one-to-one backed always have a much easier time gaining adoption if there's direct redemption, right? right. USDC had direct redemption pretty much from jump, which, which gave them front runner status uh, just because of the ease of use, like I will choose USDC every single time over almost any other stable coin because of its ease of use. Right. And yeah. so if this, you know, if this becomes that now, granted, I'm not saying it's going to become that behemoth, you know, size stable coin. But if there is an ease of use factor, I could see this being being massive for Jewel Bank not just from a revenue standpoint, but from a, uh, a popularity,
1: from a marketing standpoint, from a household name
0: type of standpoint, you know? Yep. And, yeah. and it's built on Polygon. And,
1: yep, and when things go south, I know which stable coin I want to be in. It's one that's audited on a monthly and quarterly basis because you know that it's going to be there uh, even after the market takes a, a bad turn. So that's, that's just my personal opinion. So I think this is a, a, a huge positive. It can exactly.
0: be. UST, UST Classic. That's where I'm putting all of my money, 100% of my money. That's not true. Don't do
1: that. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right. So, you're ridiculous. I know, I'm sorry. So moving on, one of the most important aspects of, I would say almost any ecosystem is going to be project support, right? And there's there's a lot of different ways that projects can be supported. They can be supported through uh, relationships. They can be supported through grants. But if you're a nascent project with a good idea, uh, an accelerator or some type of incubator, uh, could be the home run that you're looking for. And Sandeep recently just launched his OX Beacon Com, and, and this is pretty interesting in the way that he t- talks about it. So the mission of mass adoption, I'm just reading this to you, needs more entrepreneurs building more and more amazing dApp-based businesses, which will then onboard users to Web3. And OX Beacon Com will allow Sandeep to accelerate that mission by supporting the best entrepreneurs and projects across the globe. So Clay, what, what do you know about this from digging in?
1: Yeah. So first thing, I think that might just be the Twitter handle, right? I think it's I think it's Beacon is probably the oh. company itself.
0: Um, oh, all right, cool. Beacon. That's a much know,
1: better name. It's kind of like it's kind of like you know Blockbites. We've got Blockbites. You know, come. That's uh yeah. Go on. It wasn't available. Anywho. Go on. Anywho. <laughs> anywho. Uh, yeah. No. I mean, I think you know if you don't know Sandeep, uh, you know, co founder of Polygon, uh, you know, massively connected in the ecosystem, and I think that they they realize that we are still Sort of a very, very long way from where we need to be. You know, the the, the common sort of like cheesy catchphrase is like ushering the next billion people to Web three, and I think that we're still a long ways from that. You know, being a reality, we're, we're certainly getting there, right? We're we're having sort of one off implementations with huge, huge organizations and huge uh, enterprise companies that makes this. A far more feasible reality than it was in 2018 or 2019 or anything we've seen prior to today. Let's put it that way. Um, but these guys have sort of brought together, uh, you know, you know, beacons, sort of brought together founders and operators and investors, sort of from around the world. To be part of this organization, um, and I know that they've got, you know, founders from from or- uh, from Magic Eden, from from Origin Protocol, from Yield Guild, and they're partnered with investors on the other side from Pantera Capital, which is enormous, uh, Electric Capital, and and Excel were some of the ones that they mentioned. Um, so you know, I think that really like they basically just have a way for people with great ideas who are building Web3 to come and find that financing or that backing that they need to do, like most accelerators. But probably I think the major difference, just in my personal opinion, is that you've got people that are deep in Web3 that really, really, really understand the space um, and and that come from NFT marketplaces and all different types of projects coming together uh, to help provide sort of assistance, guidance, you know, whatever it may be, plus the financing that's needed on the other side. So, you know, I guess where I'm going with that is this isn't just a VC firm saying, hey, we know we need to be there and we want to jump in. And we're going to evaluate a bunch of projects and we probably may or may not know as much as we need to know about Web3. This is people with really deep knowledge that are saying we're going to help forward this space by taking on projects that are absolutely going to be you know, really successful, they think, uh, with the expertise backing that decision to make it probably more likely to be successful. So that's what I see from it. I don't know about you.
0: Well, and, and you know, one thing like we've heard stories about predatory Accelerators, predatory VCs in the past. And the nice thing about this, Sandeep being one of the co-founders of Polygon and these projects being built on Polygon, you can bet your bottom dollar, it's not going to be a predatory type of scenario. It's going to be a for the technology type of scenario. And that's a really, really good thing. Not to mention if you are accepted in this, you're pretty much getting a plug Right into the power source. Uh, yeah. at Polygon, you know. Well,
1: that that'll be my question: is like, is it only Poly, Like, do you do you have to build on Polygon specifically? And that that I don't know. I'm making an assumption. Uh, I don't yeah, know. I'm not sure. The the one thing I will say is something I thought was cool. Um, you know, a lot of this stuff, you, you know, you've seen different chains, and and I'll kind of leave them unnamed, but come out and say we're going to connect you with VCs, and we're going to do it in X Y Z way. And you know, and, and I haven't seen a lot of fruit kind of bear on those trees. Although the VCs are there, and you probably can get connected, there's not a lot of like you know, really, really in- innovative or cool ways to do that. And so what I see from Beacon and what they've kind of come out and said is that they hope to accelerate the connection and success of protocols to to financing and things like that by building in-house software that connects founders to investors. So actually coming up with a platform that that does this in an automated fashion, which I think would save a, you know, a crazy amount of time with introductions, Telegram, Discord, the million different ways we have to talk to people right now. Um, if there's a platform that does that, it's going to be really, really streamlined and efficient. That's awesome. Um, and apparently, they've already built a platform for potential investors to review projects, uh, to learn more about the founders. Uh, you can view video pitches through this platform itself, uh, and you can actually make uh, automated digital requests for introductions through this thing. So to me, like just simple thing, I mean, that's not that simple actually, but just, you know, streamlining that process is a huge step forward. Uh, I think probably in, in sort of the uh, the accelerator world is, is my assumption. Indeed, indeed. It's a big
0: deal. I'd be, I'd be interested to see uh, what gets churned out of there. So yeah. I, I do want to kick us forward just a little bit. So if you recall back in November, uh, MasterCard mastercard did a demo at polygon mumbai on how to buy an nft and like icewari put a post up about it and he was like oh shit, didn't even know that was happening like they just showed how to buy an nft on polygon and uh so flash forward a little bit and polygon recently partnered with uh, neobank com and mastercard for nft debit cards have you have you checked this out clay
1: i have i have and i wanted to pull up the tweet that you're referencing so um, you, know, you can see that there was a Mastercard demo that went on uh, at in, in, you know, in Mumbai or Polygon Mumbai, but it was kind of cryptic because like we didn't know what was going on, and I feel like some folks at Polygon weren't really sure why this was happening, but it just was. And so this sort of like, as I saw the news that get announced yesterday um, with with High Bank, I was like, oh wow, you know maybe this is sort of the foreshadowing event that took place. Uh, to to lead us to this point right so so it's kind of cool to see that come full circle um you know as far as the experience itself you know basically you can you can put any nft you'd like as long as it's not you know anything that's like you know risqué or you know wouldn't pass the, the review effectively but you can put mm-hmm. any nft you like that's minted on polygon onto a actual mastercard um you know if you're banking with high bank and so this is all done from a gasless fees perspective for the NFT itself, which is pretty cool. Um, I'm not sure who covers that that, that gas expense. Maybe my Bank does. Um, but basically, you can go into the platform. So users basically download uh, the High app. You can open an account. I think you have to be at a silver level to take advantage of the NFT, sort of, you know, the exclusive offer in terms of putting it on your card. Uh, but, yeah, so basically, you can go in upload your NFT into a, you know, review, it get, it does get reviewed, by the way. So it's got to go through a review process uh, and then you can basically get sent in the mail your MasterCard with the NFT that's actually on it uh, as part of this offering. So pretty, pretty, pretty cool, man. I mean, it's you know, I, I think that I, I don't know about you, but you know, if it's not some type of like super exclusive card, I like to customize my card with the sports team or with, you know, whatever it is, whatever they offer. Uh, and so I've never, I've honestly never done it, never done it in my life.
0: I gotta be honest (laughs) with you because you know, if I put one kid on there, the other three are going to have issues with that. There we go. So, but you know, to clarify, it's any image you want. It doesn't have to prior, it doesn't doesn't have to have been an NFT, right? You bring an image of, I don't know, a screenshot of Clay's wonderful mug and you put it on there, right? You can go ahead and upload it as long as you have the rights to his use name, image and likeness, like we talked about (laughs) earlier. Um, but it will be reviewed by by MasterCard. So, no, you yep. know. Yep. Don't, don't Keep in the fairway. Ding way. dong on there or anything. You know, in the fairway. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But but again, uh, and I don't know much about high.com. I was looking at them. They're, you know, they're kind of like a, a platform that are earning yield. So I would tell you, like, uh, you know, do your due diligence, read their terms and conditions. I'm not yeah. a big fan of centralized entities. However, I will, but, you know, going through MasterCard, minting on polygons, a great
1: thing. Yeah. And uh, and I think that, you know, in terms of NFT, like in terms of MasterCard themselves, I'm pretty sure they deal with like 90 million global merchants. So, you know, the fact that they are getting into this sort of, you know, this, this space where you can mint either your own picture, if it's not an NFT already or an NFT itself, it's just yet another example of, of sort of mass adoption. And, uh, and, you know, of course, it's on Polygon because where else would it be, right?
0: course it's on polygon that is it ladies and gentlemen so we're not going to do a d5 strategy of the week this week just because it's christmas week we're going to take a little break clay's doing one of those but we're going to get the hell out of here thanks for joining us my name's austin with block Bites. with me as always mr clay kilgo and we'll catch you guys on the next live stream take mm-hmm. care everyone yes. bye-bye
1: merry christmas happy holidays
0: peace at least not be done